Hello. 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 Hi there. Hello and welcome to Football Times Podcast. We'll be previewing all of the upcoming Premier League games on TV. I'm Radio Times Sport Editor Michael Potts and today I'm joined in the studio by BBC Match of the Day magazine Digital Editor Mr Matt Ketchell. How's it going over there? Good, yes. Long time no pod. Long time, me. long time, no pod. Uh, yeah, we had we had Jake on last week um, after a big resounding Wolves win over Manchester City. Um, shame we can't really say the same this time. No, for, for, from a Newcastle no. perspective. No. But uh, getting that one out of the way, this is week ten of the Premier League, and we'll start with Friday night football. It's Southampton versus Leicester. Uh, it's on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. Uh, we'll we'll start with Southampton. Uh, they were very poor against Chelsea. I was I was at the Chelsea game, mm. and um, they lost four in a row now. Uh, they're, they're they're really relying on Danny Ings. He's got the last three goals. That's the only goals they've scored in the last month. Mm. How 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 do you break out of that cycle? And and where's it going wrong? Do you think for for well, Southampton? There's there's no goals. They they they're not very good at home. They seem to be better away from home. They haven't won at home in the Premier League in six games but their big players aren't really performing like Redmond I'm like come on get going he was meant to be a you know a, a potential England player and I'm just not seeing it there's talk of him potentially being dropped in this game mm. and Ward-Prowse had a fantastic finish to last season nothing really happening in terms of contribution goals or assists he had a, a free kick that went close against Spurs but apart from that you know I'm, I'm not really seeing much and mm. the Borche Adams in to get goals but this is it's a risk when you do that because he's not a Premier League he hasn't scored Premier League goals before so it's a risk and he hasn't scored I don't think I don't think he's scored yet he hasn't scored yet and it's came came close but obviously that's not that's not good enough at this at this point of the season after after nine games and I think it's just uh, not an effect of you chopping and changing managers Mm. as they have done they've got Hasselhutl in there the minute Um, unless he turns it around quickly you know they could be going through another manager which is not ideal so no, not good for something. They need to get they need to get points going because they're they're in the relegation fight at the minute. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I, I noted down actually Redmond and, and Ward Prowse. Redmond sort of been on the I guess the peripheral of the the England squad and, and England reckoning for a while. Mm. And I guess this is the only time I'm ever going to resemble Guardiola. But I just want to shake him sometimes. Like he's <laughs> yeah. he's so talented, and and whether he's being played the you know you don't know whether it's him not maybe putting in the 100% or whether it's um, just the, the styles and the systems Hassan Hull wants him to play but you do just you know there's such a good player in there and you want it to you want to see it every week and he's still young there's an opportunity for him to to, he is. to turn it around but I'd, like I say it's just not happening for him at the minute mm. so he just needs to focus on Southampton and he's been massively overtaken in terms of an England selection he yeah, can't absolutely. be thinking anything like that but if, if Pep Guardiola's storming onto the pitch to, <laughs> to, to, to shake you then you know there's there's a player there and I think other managers see that but it's, it's just not reflecting in his mm. p- on pitch performance yeah. and and Ward Prowse who I feel like he's been a, an upcoming England under 23 for about 37 years now uh, yeah it's just it just feels a little bit stale maybe it, again he is still quite young feels like he's been around for a long long time but this is the sort of thing where you, you know potential needs to turn into into mm. cold hard yeah. assists cold hard goals um, he's and, the poshest footballer I've ever interviewed yeah. James Ward-Prowse he's very well very well spoken interesting uh, he's one of those players oh, he just seems like cyclical like another player we could talk about on Leicester's team Perez mm. he has strong finishes to the season he seems to do better in the second half of the season Ward-Prowse again has these little you know three or four month bursts of, mm. of contribution and Maybe players just are like that. They can't maintain the levels, mm. their best levels for, for the whole season. Yeah, I mean, he's got an excellent delivery, so you're always going to get good set pieces, corners, free kicks, whatever from Ward Prowse. But yeah, you, you do need to see that from open play. Um, 
Moving on to Leicester, yeah, you mentioned Perez there. He feels like he may be the last piece of the puzzle to drop into a very impressive jigsaw from Leicester so far this season. Yeah, but I think he's underperformed for what they've paid for him. I think they'd have expected more from him, and I, and I think it's it's going to take him time to bed in. And uh, Newcastle, he used to have strong finishes to the mm. season. It was kind of strange. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if he's at risk of getting dropped in this game. He came off, he was substituted in the last game. I'm wondering if Damari Gray or, or Brighton might get the nod, just to take him out and, and, and freshen it up a bit. Yeah. Um, but I think long-term... He he will come good at Leicester, but it's just taking it's taking a bit of extra time. But overall, very impressive, impressive Leicester team. I'd love them to get top yeah. four just to, just to mix it up. They've won four of the last six. I think Tealmans is getting better every game. Very impressive, yeah, creative player. Definitely Premier League level, and you know they just got a really good squad. I'm envious as a Newcastle fan of Leicester. Mm. They 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 get their players in. They do what Newcastle should do. They they get their players in. They increase their value. They sell for massive money, and then they reinvest yeah. the majority of that fee in in the next wave of players. And slowly but surely, they're building a European potentially Champions League. Yeah, it, it doesn't even seem like it's a a radical thing for them to be in that top four. Like they, they just feel like they are a top four, top five, top six sort of side now, um, with players like Madison players like Vardy uh, they're all just like sort of st- stepping up coming into form and like you say Thielman's there who maybe hasn't quite hit the heights that he did uh, when he was on loan last season maybe it just took him I mean I don't I don't know how, how he can go from being so effective to maybe you know that little bit quiet start of this year but obviously he got his goal last week and yeah you feel like if Perez can can step in there maybe he's never, even as an impact sub mm. uh, there's not many you know players you'd rather want coming on than something like Perez I guess when he's when he's in form um a, a quick mention about Brendan Rodgers so obviously there's there's pressure on Solskjaer always has been probably always will be until he goes before Christmas like everybody thinks he will um if if Solskjaer leaves if perhaps even Pochettino leaves Spurs. Where are you going with this? Brendan Rodgers. Does he deserve that bigger job? Well, he's had he's had the big job, hasn't he? And, and it didn't it went okay, and then it didn't go okay, and then he and then he moved on. So if he keeps doing what he's doing at Leicester, if he gets Leicester in the Champions League, then he's going to have big clubs looking after him. Good managers, good British managers, are hard to find. Mm. So I, I don't want to I don't want to doom him straight away. There, <laughs> you know, he's mm. going to lose five games <laughs> in a row now, and I don't want to certainly you know just tout him around because he's having a, a good half season with Leicester. But he's obviously doing something very right there, and he's he's bought well. He's um, he's got them playing the right way, and I just, yeah, I just, he had that bit of a joke reputation from Liverpool days, but it feels like he's he's really clawed that back and and is one of the top managers around at the minute. I think even he admitted maybe the Liverpool job came a bit too soon, and mm. he was still in his, I think he was late thirties when yeah, he got the job. Yeah, so he was, he was young. A lot's changed since then. He's got a lot more experience under his belt, and I think if he was to get one of those Champions League club jobs again he would just grab it with both hands maybe he'll get the chance to take Leicester into the Champions League but yeah it's an interesting one to, to watch the poker game of managerial yeah. roundabout yeah absolutely mm. uh, prediction for this one I think Leicester should win um, not by many maybe by the odd goal but I just think they'll they'll grind out a, a result and keep that season ticking over nicely yeah I'm going quite heavy on Leicester here I'm going 2 or 3 nil. I think I think I really do, didn't rate that when I saw them before Um yeah, good luck with that, since. Hmm. Uh, next up, we have, on Saturday, we have a 12.30 kickoff on BT Sport 1. It's Manchester City versus Aston Villa. Um, so Man City, they, they hit back. They got the win. Uh, midweek in Champions League, they got the win. In the last eight games, they've actually kept five clean sheets. So for all we're talking about the defence, they've actually, in, in most of the games, they're, they're turning up. 
what is it with these the the off days? What what's bringing that well, out? Well, they I, just I got them out out of the way early on. I think they, it's it's bizarre how it's it, there's the way, no there's no pattern to it. It just seems to yeah. They just seem to not turn up on a day. But they've they've, they've still. You know, and they're scoring goals as well, the 14 goals in the last five games. I just think, mm. you know, maybe they have got their blip out of the way early and, and if they can ride out this defensive injury crisis and personnel problem, they'll probably recruit in January. I think I think they're in a in a fairly good position. They just need to keep chipping away. It's Liverpool who who, who it's theirs to, mm. it's almost theirs to lose, isn't it? But yeah, yeah City, a, a fantastically strong team and I think they'll learn from what happened at home to Wolves and what happened away at Norwich. They can't, they can't afford to start, let the standards drop. Yeah, and sure. I don't expect them to, to be honest. And I, and I see this is a very winnable game for them. Um, they won 5-0 through the week. It's just it's just coming together again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another a bit of a blow for, for City in the, the defensive front. Uh, Rodri out with a hamstring injury. Um, we're expecting Stones or Otamendi alongside Fernandino. It's a bit of a lottery at the minute, and especially with, with Guardiola, you could end up with De Bruyne there at some point in this season. You, you never quite know. Yeah, no uh, yeah, I love that. He didn't sort a centre-half against <laughs> yeah. Palace. That's just a total maverick Rodri move straight out of the Keegan playbook. I, I was into it. <laughs> so Keegan playbook. Stones, Stones is... Um, yeah. Stones is... You worry about Stones because he, he does... He is under pressure now to yeah. do well. He needs to... England need him. To, to play well and consistently England need him and Man City need him to stay mm. fit so there's a huge onus there's a huge pressure on him really from his club and his country to come in and just hit the ground running and not get injured and I worry is he is he being rushed back because there's a an injury crisis hopefully not for an England point of view yeah absolutely um, and another player crossing over to uh, to Aston Villa now another player who maybe had a bit of a slower start to, to his you know spell in the Premier League uh, he's coming into it now Jack Grealish yeah class Getting into really, it, isn't he? Really like it. It's just, but I think he started the season in a kind of DM role almost, yeah. so more box boxing. He's just slowly been gradually making his way up the pitch, and he needs to get up to more the number 10 position or, or yeah. number eight, you know, and then drift into the channels and find pockets, arrive in the box late. Mm. But yeah, definitely a player there. Um, yeah, he's got three assists, two goals in his last five games against Premier League opponents, uh, including a League Cup match with Brighton. Um, yeah, it's good to see him chipping in, I guess, as well as McGinn. I think that uh, Villa before the season, I, I looked at them and I was I was watching them a bit in the Championship actually last year, and they just have so many uh, attacking midfielders in there who sort of take the pressure off the striker. I know Wesley's come into it a little bit now after a, after a tough start, um, but it's nice to see. I guess a new way of playing that we haven't maybe seen from a lot of teams. They've come up, they've got, um, uh, you know, not relying on that one goal scorer to find the net. They've got, they're using him as a bounce board for, for four players behind them. McGinn, Hurahan, uh, El Ghazi just keeps popping up with, with the occasional one. Douglas Luiz. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to see them sort of spreading the goals around. It can only really keep them in good stead. I think they, yeah, season. I think they need to. I don't think Wesley was great at the weekend. No. There's talk maybe this young lad Keenan Davis getting a, getting a, a game. Twenty one year old who yeah. was released by Stevenage. Yeah, went to Biggleswade under 18s got a trial at Villa and signed an eighteen month deal with them in in 2015. Nice little story there. So. Yeah. Chuck him in Man City away. Got, got a Villa fan who likes really rated Keenan Davis last mm-hmm. year. I think when um, Codger, he was a big Codger fan, um, he got injured. Keenan Davis came in and, and again couldn't stop raving about him at the championship level. So, yeah, it's not exactly a, an easy start for him if he does get the game. But, um, but yeah, it might be nice to see what he can do. Uh, it's nice to see as well, Villa, they're, they're beating the teams around them. I think that's, I mean, that's absolutely mm. key when you're down there. It's, you know, games like Man City are. 
Um, their bonuses, their their you just it's damage limitation in in most cases, I guess, with teams down there. It's a goal difference job, isn't it? Keep, yeah, keep the goal difference Collateral down. damage. Uh, but yeah, they, they've beaten Brighton, they've beaten Norwich, drawn with Burnley, drawn with West Ham. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the sort of results that are going to keep you afloat. And and after, like, say, a bit of a shaky start, Villa do look like potentially. I mean, Sheffield United doing well as well, but potentially the strongest um, of the of the sides to have come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we'll get anything from this game to be honest I think no, this is a I'm not seeing it's it. a freebie last time we said this I think Norwich won Norwich beat City but um, let's let's still stick with I just City. think City have got their <laughs> blips out of the way early yeah. I think it's a tactical <laughs> yeah Pep. it's a tactical <laughs> blip excellent Pep Guardiola forever reinventing the football defeat <laughs> uh, I'm going 3-1 City yeah City by 2 or 3 fair Nice one. Uh, moving on to Saturday, 5.30 on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. It's Burnley versus Chelsea. Uh, we'll start with the away side. Um, Chelsea uh, didn't watch the Newcastle game. It sounds like the scoreline was probably a better one than, than it looked for Chelsea. Yeah, they just went up a level. And Hudson-Odoi is so dangerous. Just mm. fantastic skill, strength, you know, putting dangerous balls into the box. He's just... He's just really, you know, I, I think they should, uh, I think he's got to be starting all their games now. I know he started the last two. I think mm. I think he's just a class player. Chelsea are, are flying. It's it's weird. I, I'm kind of envious of what they're doing with all these. You, you know, it's great to watch, it's, isn't it's, it? been, it's been really easy to hate Chelsea in the last decade. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm quite, I'm, now I'm quite admire, admiring what they're doing, these young English players coming yeah. through. I love Abraham's, like, he's so desperate to score when he doesn't <laughs> score the pain on his face yeah. he's just devastated isn't he yeah. like he's such and he's he's had the hard school of championship loans and he went to Swansea in the Premier League and he's, he's kind of slogged it out and now he's getting his chance and he, he's just a, a real handful uh, you know he's got that big lanky frame mm. strong and he takes up good positions he's a bit in, he's intelligent he can finish and he's just desperate to score so he's someone I, I like to watch yeah he's still got that bit of bit of I don't know, a bit of spark about him it's not just mm. like not just the day job from he's still almost he plays like he can't believe he's playing if yeah. that makes sense no, yeah, you're right and he's delighted when he scored he's yeah. like the relief on his face I've scored for Chelsea this is what I've been dreaming of doing for you know, probably the last 10 years so yeah. Chelsea is not doing badly for their transition year are I, they I was just about to say yeah this was sort of written off wasn't it as, as the transition if they finish 6th or 7th like it's not the end of the world the young players come through I mean they're very you can see them evolving like each week they're just adding something new to their game I mean Southampton they, they tore them apart and Newcastle have got a clean sheet now which was probably a bit of an issue at the mm. start of the year they were winning 4-3 5-2 whatever you want um, if they can grind out those 1-0 2-0 wins in, in the days where maybe they're not playing at, at maximum <laughs> capacity then that's the sort of performance that, uh, that that gets you in that top four and, and I, I don't really see too much from United, Arsenal threatening Chelsea in that sense. Well, this is the the perfect grindy game. For, this is mm. can you can you grind away at Burnley and and, and get get three points? Precisely. Um, bit of a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Go at Turf Moor. Yeah, it's it's not easy, and I think Burnley uh, they're eighth in the league. That's that's they'd mm. probably take that now if they could finish Absolutely. the season now. They lost for the first time in five games last weekend, so I think I think they're. Burnley are probably happy, and, and and again they'll they'll see this as a free hit. And the big boys coming into town, and I think I could kind of see a draw in this one. Yeah, I think it, it's they don't need to win this one, Burnley. It's similar to Villa that they're sort of beating the teams around them, uh, beating the teams who are expected to be around them. They don't need to win this one, but that almost makes them more dangerous because they can just they can dig in, they can sort of defend a nil nil or a one nil. 
Um, 1-0 lead if they get it. Uh, they've got people like Chris Wood. Chris Wood's doing very well at the minute after Ashley Barnes maybe tailed off from his bright start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you mentioned that Dwight McNeil coming into it, a few assists. So they have got they have got those those players who can you know grab that point yeah. um, without the pressure of needing to go out and, and win every game. Yeah, I, I just think as well they might be a bit hurting a bit. I think they I think deep down they'll think that they should have at least got a point against Leicester. They took the lead. They had a few controversial VAR incidences that mm. didn't go their way. So I think they'll be hurting and determined to get a draw. Mm. I just think if, I just see a draw in this one. Could see reason. a draw. Uh, I'm still going with Chelsea. Just, mm. but I think it will be a, a close call on Saturday for the Blues. Mm. Uh, moving on, Super Super Sunday, two o'clock, Sky Sports Premier League and main event. It's Newcastle versus Wolves. Yeah. Um, do you want to just do you want to just talk to me about this, or are, are you okay, Catch? Yeah, but I'm are fine. you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. We're, in the, we're in the, I think we're we eighteenth of the league at the minute, Newcastle. Yeah. That's that's about yeah. probably our level. But yeah, Wolves are a bit of a bogey team for Newcastle. Uh, drawn two defeats in the last in the last few, yeah. the last few times they've come. Um, there's some really worrying stats about the Newcastle team. The lowest possession, these, yeah. lowest xG, only scored five goals, lowest shots, lowest touches in the opposition area. So it's tr- it's difficult. Steve Bruce is saying we've had a hard start. We have had a hard start. If you want to look at the traditional top six, we've played five of them. Everyone but City. Yeah. Um, you know we're only nine games in. And you talk about Aston Villa beating teams around them. We're actually beating the two the two wins we've had are Man United yeah. and Tottenham. So if we need to start beating the teams around us, I think we play better against the bigger teams. So that's, yeah. what, that's what we've learned so They're far. They're almost like less valuable wins when it's against the United or Tottenham because you're not putting you know putting the, putting the L on on a on a team around you. And when we've played like Brighton <laughs> and Watford at home, we haven't done very well. So it's mm. going to be very interesting to see see what happens, see who turns up. There's a there's a very there's I'm, I'm not worried about our front three. I think our front three are, are quality. Uh, Alan St. Maximum, Joe Linton and Almiron. It's just the system. We're so deep. They're so deep in the pitch that, 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 that there's just no supply to Joe Linton. I think there's a player there. He's not getting any chances. But what what can change though there? Because I mean, I was looking at, again, I was looking at all the stats there. St. Maxim, who, when I've seen him on, you know, briefly, I haven't particularly watched him for 90 minutes. Um, looks like he's got flashes about him. Almiron looks like he's got flashes about him, but I mean, I think he looks flimsy. I think he looks quite weak and, and too easily knocked off the ball maybe. Um, but how... What can, what can they be doing? They haven't got an assist or a goal between them this season. Like, can they be the players to to provide those numbers? I think it's I think there's two two key things. I, I think we need to happen is possession and just a higher higher up the pitch. Get higher up the pitch. Mm-hmm. Get more supporting. I'm saying Maximum's getting the ball on halfway line and running and looking great. Yeah, and there's no one around him. And Joe Linton, Joe Linton's just spinning around trying to find a bit of space and he's just running down cul-de-sacs. There's no harmony. There's no, there's nothing there really. We just need to, to get bodies forward, I think, and get, get higher up the pitch. And, and this is a ideal game to do that. Wolves at home, it's a game you would like to get something from at least. I know Wolves are... A, a, a pretty decent outfit, mm. but we need to start higher up the pitch and get some get some bodies in the final third and lay on some chances for Joe Linton. We don't know what we've got because he hasn't really had too many chances. Mm. He's had a, he had like a half a header against Chelsea. Um, he scored once against Spurs away because a good chance was laid on to him. So there's there's a player there. It's mm. just we need this, the onus is on the rest of the just team to feeding supply. Scraps, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so not not great for for Newcastle who are low scorers. Mm-hmm. Um, the the second the joint lowest scorers, sorry, in the league, five goals in nine games, um, all from different scorers as well. Not not nobody's actually got two yet. Um, not great to welcome Wolves to St James's Park, who have 
well, they've got five draws in nine games. So they're, they're a bit of a tight unit, tough nut to crack. Good away from home as well. They've only lost once away from home. The only thing that might work in Newcastle's favour is the fact that Wolves are travelling or will have travelled, depending on when you're listening to Bratislava. Mm. So sure. Europa League, it does affect you. It does affect you. And this is an early Sunday game. So they're going to Bratislava and I don't know could, uh, how big is their squad. I think I think it's I think it's an okay squad, but defensively, there's a question mark there for me. I don't think he knows his, his best backline, mm. and his you know his stalwart is, is Connor Cody, and, and he can be got out with pace. And Newcastle have got pace, yeah. so I want to see so maximum. I want to see Almiron running at Cody yeah. on Sunday. Co- Cody got absolutely blitzed. I think it was I think it was Tammy Abraham A-Rams. actually got absolutely blitzed. As, as good as he is, he got destroyed uh, yeah. for pace in that game. So. Yeah, it could, could be something, could be a bit of an opening. Um, and yeah, a lot, I guess, does depend on, on Wolves' European hangover. It's, mm. it's funny how it actually does like really seem to affect teams. Yeah, I know it, it sort of can be the, the lazy sort of media line, just like, oh, they've lost a the game, or oh, they played Europe. Like, that, that's the reason why. But but it really has ha- has taken a toll on their season so far. They've obviously played um, qualifiers before now, uh, in, in you know before even getting to the group stage. So... Yeah, you wonder if you can catch them on an off day, it might be the chance for, for Brucey to get things going. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your prediction for this one? Wolves will win. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> uh, I'm going 1-0, but it, you know, two, it, could, two wolves? it could be a close. Two Wolves, yeah. but it could be a I bit I think of, so. There's no, go- there's no goals in that Newcastle team, and, and I just think it, it, it could be... It, it could be it could get flat easily unless unless Newcastle start the game really well, mm. then I think the crowd will grow more frustrated, more quieter, and Wolves will gain confidence. So, yeah. Close one, but probably Wolves just. Sure. And uh, rounding off the the Premier League on TV this weekend, uh, there's no Monday Night Football, but there is Sunday, 4.30 kickoff, Sky Sports Premier League main event. It's Liverpool versus Tottenham. Uh, Liverpool, interesting. So, drawn with United, close to drawing with Leicester, narrow win over Salzburg, narrow in Sheffield United, narrow in Chelsea, lost to Napoli. They're not blowing teams away at the minute. They're, they're grinding out the results, but they're not. They're not hitting the heights, maybe, of last season. Well, yeah, you, you could, could look you at it that. that. You could look is at that, it that. Is that, that harsh? It's, is fine, it? it's fine margins, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think when you've got the quality on paper that Liverpool have, and you've got, you know, they're undefeated in forty-two games at home. You've got all that Anfield. It's not bad, is it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just yeah. think it kind of. That's that's they've earned that, they've earned mm. that um, you know extra couple of percentages you know draining other teams with just the history and magnitude of the club and the quality of players in front of them. Um, I was at the last time these played. I was there. It was the, the Champions League final? Yeah. We, we were we were there. We watched it, and it was a close. It was a very very close game, and I, I think this will be similar. You know, I think it'll be a very tight game with not many chances. Mm. Um, but I I think Liverpool will just shade it. Yeah, the the it's, I mean it's good to see Lalana back on the score sheet from the weekend. Yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite sad to watch his career fault. The fact that Adam Lalana is a forgotten man in itself is a sad point for He's me. Thirties now as well. Yeah, Can you believe that. Yeah, I um, I thoroughly enjoyed him when he was playing for England, and I thought he could have been a really really big player for us. His time's probably gone, um, but yeah, he he's the sort of player where. I guess we've said it before in the past with Milner, um, who can just step up and, and provide that goal. You know, now Lalana is the ex- the experienced head. Um, he could be that player who just who just let's like, see, he's he's gained a point there. Could nick you a win in the future? Uh, yeah, good luck to him. <laughs> really like him as a player, and I guess he's always struggled maybe with with the goal scoring side of his game. 
Uh, but nice to see him, even if it was a tap in. Mm. Uh, nice to see him getting on the end of that one. Um, Spurs, so they're not back. <laughs> Can we just clear this up now? They're not <laughs> back for beating Red Star. Uh, but that is a, I mean, that's a terrific win for them, really, isn't it? 5 0 uh, in any Champions League game is a, is a big result. Uh, in front of the home crowd, uh, Sun getting two goals, Kane getting two goals, and Dombele getting two assists, Lamella getting a couple of assists. Uh, couldn't have gone much better for them really last night, could it? Yeah, they ne- they needed that really just to just to try and get a bit of confidence back. I think Son and Kane are going to be key mm. next next few next few game weeks. Yeah. Absolutely key. Those two need to be firing basically. And I look at this Tottenham team and I just see I see Dortmund under Klopp, and, <laughs> and, and I see I see what happened to him. He 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 took that team and overachieved, and then it just went flat overnight. Mm. And he took the team as far as he. He, he came and I don't think it's going to damage his reputation I just think it's something is about it is coming to an end and and I don't think Tottenham would ever fire the bullet on him but I just think he might just think you know what yeah. I'm done with this I haven't been supported it's not going yeah. well for me I, some of the, I think the players some of the players can be accused of letting him down so I just I worry, I worry about that and I, I just don't like where this is going for, for Pochettino because I quite like him and I think Tottenham fans will be devastated if he leaves yeah, I think I think players like I guess Eriksson is looks looks flat, looked off. I know he, he was sort of wanting out for Real Madrid, and and you hope after everything Pochettino has done for Spurs, you'd hope that players like Eriksson would would respect that he took them to the to the Champions League final. You know, like they were. Um, I know it all sort of went pear shaped when when they got there, but that's no mean feat. Like, that's that's a mean feat to get there, and um, yeah, I feel like he deserves that respect from his players. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but it's good to see, let's say the other night, that, that Kane and Son did turn up. Um, Kane, phenomenal. His passing, his, his goals, everything about him. I just, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Uh, 16 goals in 17 Champions League group stage games. Uh, the only English player to score more. Any ideas? Ooh, in, in the Champions League? In the Champions League ah. group stages. Oh, in the Champions League group stages. Oh. He's got no, 19 you've goals. You've done me there. Nah, you've done me, man. Yeah, Paul Scholes. Scholesy. Scholesy. I was going to go Man United player. I just so couldn't. Kane rapidly approaching that total. Uh, he, he's actually done very well all season. Uh, I, I know Spurs have been up and down, but I think Kane's been pretty consistent all the way through. Yeah. Um, and I actually think I'm going Spurs to draw this one. Oh. Against all the odds, I feel Liverpool. There's something not quite. There's something not quite there with them, and I, ca- I can't put my finger on it. I'm not going to tell you that it's it's X, Y, or Z, but there's just something where they look maybe a little bit tired, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit under the weather. I, I'm not quite sure. Um, they were obviously they, they were without Salah the other day. Um, I just I just feel like they're not firing on all cylinders. I don't think it's a it's a deep rooted problem or anything like that. I think they will still be uh, leading the Premier League by Christmas and and probably afterwards. I still think they might end up winning that league. Just. Just you know what they should do Spurs, top, f- for this game? They should look at what Manu did mm. and go three at the back. Yeah, three at the back. Uh, occupy their three forwards, sure. Liverpool's three forwards, and then the full backs of Tottenham bomb forward, put pressure mm. on Trent and Robertson. Trent, Trent wasn't might, great. He might even be out the other, uh, this yeah, weekend. He might actually that. not be playing, which is another interesting. Defensively, he can aspect. be got out of Trent. So I would, I would go three at the back. Uh, I would bring in uh, Davinson Sanchez mm. with Vertonghen and Aldo Wierel, Then just Get your get your fullbacks bombing on and, yeah. and 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 Spurs, they their success was built on the press, 
and they just haven't pressed as much. He needs a he needs a more intense press. So if, if Spurs can bring yeah. the press and the three at the back, I mean, that's, a chance. that's kind of how United got there, didn't they? They were mm-hmm. just so energetic. They were so in their faces, and I think Liverpool were kind of rocked by that. So I mean, I still think Liverpool are the favourites going at this one. I can just see Spurs getting something. And and with Kane and Son, let's say they'll, they'll have been buoyed midweek. Uh, so yeah, not a, not a cut and dry one that one. It should be a really good game. Mm. Uh, that rounds off our Premier League previews. Um, fantasy tips. Any any words of wisdom? Well, I feel so underqualified again. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird year, isn't it? Yeah, is it just? It feels like uh, a grind, doesn't it? Yeah. Fantasy this year. Nobody Struggling. is quite doing it every week, and I am on the verge of tears. So yeah. Well, <laughs> have you got Sterling? I do. I'm wondering if he's going to bench Sterling, you know. He's just done 90 minutes in the Champions League. He's had the international break. He's played both games in the international break. Wouldn't it be classic Pep Mm. to drop Sterling? So I'm worried about Sterling. I've actually actually got the silvers on my list here for for people to look at. Bernardo and David, uh, both under 8 million, uh, both with goals and assists in the last few weeks and both rested midweek. So they're going to start. Mm -hmm. Um, You you could give me the fear about Sterling. I know. To think there, isn't it? (laughs) Also, Salah wasn't fit, and I think he will be fit for this game week. But I've I've cashed in on Salah, and I've I've got money, and I'm, I've, I'm using the money, money elsewhere. So fingers crossed. Yeah, and avoid Danny Ings is my other tip. Yeah, uh, he is the top form player in FPL right now. Uh, he's got who's he got? Uh, Leicester and Man City coming up. So don't be fooled by the numbers. Don't go for Danny Ings. Yeah. I know that's a really niche like avoid, but. But avoid. You definitely score now. I'm going. I know, absolutely. Banker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hatrick incoming. Uh, what's going on in the mag this week? So it's a Halloween special this week. So it's a very scary looking front cover. Kane's got fangs and red eyes, and Aguero's green. So it's a really <laughs> scary cover. The best thing about this magazine, well, there's lots of great things, but you get two free packs of match attacks for the kids and you're guaranteed a silver limited edition Marcus Rashford. So when he scored on Sunday, we were pleased about that because this came out on Tuesday, so, so he's informed. But there's loads of other stuff going on. We, we previewed El Clasico and, and we were delighted to, when that was postponed on Friday afternoon as we were going to print. So instead we've, we've, we've <laughs> built a dream team comprising of both squads. And there's also a review of uh, some of the best trios in the world, the best front threes. And there's even a picture of Michael Potts. <laughs> so I'm going to pass oh, the magazine over to you. There's a little picture of you this doing been the Football Times podcast with Jake Wilson. So oh, there he is. If you go to the back of Match of the Day, there's a picture of There he goes. Michael you can see my glorious face. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ketch. And uh, we are the new kids on the block at Football Times. So subscribe for weekly snappy previews of Premier League games on TV. And you can also visit radiotimes.com slash sport for a look at our shiny new page for all of the sport, not just Premier League. Thank you very much. See you next week. Thank you.